So I want to talk about heroes and how sometimes your quote-unquote hero or a person you look up to might also want to give you a no-no touch. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Seriously, I don't know how, how we're starting. Picked up. Um, there, there's, there's, a, there's a Christianity joke in there somewhere. <laughs> um <laughs> Because I say this is the angle we're going with today. <laughs> Apparently, this is in relation to what we're going to review this week. A no-no touch, but sometimes you just can't help but accept it because that person's your hero, which is That's... bad. What? I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing. Yeah, I, no. I can't even joke about it. Like, no, dude. <laughs> you know that's it's, gonna. It's, it's, yeah. It's going to expose a larger problem when I try to review this movie. Oh. Because this is a serious topic. It is a very serious topic. I was Child say, Soldiers is... is not cool. There is nothing good really about that. Not. This is a dire situation. And sexual assault is not a light topic either. The and when you pair those together... I'm saying in the, in the grander scope of this film where you're literally forcing children to behead people like... I feel like to that so, certain environment, like what what what, what, way, what am I trying to say? Like no, sexual. On one side we have murder. Yes. On the other we have rape. Exactly. So these kids literally yeah, get no break whatsoever. Like to me, Sam, it sounds like you're trying to rank them. Like which is worse? No, I'm not ranking. I'm not ranking them. They're both equally bad. I'm not ranking them. I'm saying that I mean, collectively. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I, since this is a very serious topic, I, let me just crack one joke or one okay, story. You know what? I'm I'm gonna bring something up here because we've already broached this topic. A large part of people who become serial killers have some sort of uh, some sort of twisted sexual fetish that they live out in their like teenage years, and usually leads to rape and then leads into them becoming serial killers it's right up there with it's usually abuse uh abusing animals uh, and then becoming a serial killer it all groups into a topic okay. of a whole See, lot of bad the way i had this <laughs> planned out in my head i did not think this discussion was going to go this route my point because no one was letting me get to it <laughs> is that this movie basically had i guess the main character and Idris Elba as his quote-unquote hero or father figure. But in the larger scheme of things, you're learning that sometimes even being an adult, like as the child, he had it way worse, believe me. But even as an adult, like the world was just messy. So sometimes having a hero that's saving you from a bad situation might not necessarily mean that that person is someone who you should trust. Not that I'm, I'm, that's essentially what I'm trying to they're say. They're saving you and putting you in a worse situation. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to and, say. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyways, so I was not justifying anything. I don't think we anything. need a pun. I, say, I feel like people. we don't need a pun with this one because we've had a very dark opening to a very dark movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Let's let's just start the show. Mm-hmm.
that I've seen your family killed. You now have something that stands for you. It has put the weapons of this war back in your hands of you, the young, the powerful. I'm a good follower, sir. I will always protect you because you are my son. And a son always protects a father. My man, you will remember me. You are my family. Are you ready to fight? Only taking the brave. Yes, sir. Victory. Yes, sir. Victory. Yes, sir. Seizes. Welcome to Northern Critic. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi Sumaka. Michael Navakshinov, the hangry one. <laughs> and Pam and Jarek. I don't know yes. why Pam, yelled at right now. Pam's out here talking over fucking Sam's intro. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that we were recording. It's the donut conversation well, I was just going to say, because Pam reminds us constantly that she's the older one on the podcast. Um, the this elder- movie basically was directed at how the weapons of this war on the world have been put into the hands of us, the young. That's all I was going to say. Okay. Can I call, can I call Pam an elder statement? My... <laughs> an elder statement? You can call me an elder millennial. That's <laughs> no, the worst part, though. Me, you, and Michael consider millennials. I'm not. You are, and I don't Sam's think not. I am. Yeah, Sam's a G- I'm Gen Z. You're, you're Gen, mm-hmm. Gen, oh, you're Gen Z. Zoomers. Go away. Cringy <laughs> <laughs> TikToks and their let's plays. No, I I always thought we were the ones who. I am the only one. I always thought we were the ones who just wanted to like watch the world burn. Like we just don't care. No, that's no. You're the one who ate Tide Pods. No, that's millennials. That's a hundred percent millennials. No, 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 Tide Pods is a hundred percent millennials. No, no, no. Listen, listen, this. No. Millennials and Gen Z taught the world we ate Tide Pods. We all knew we were joking, but boomers thought we were serious for some reason. <laughs> That's the real joke. Okay. Here's the thing. Gen Z ate po- Tide Pods, and then they're going to come at millennials with our side parts and our skinny jeans? No. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not going yes, there. And I find it funny how you guys are all going on about TikTok, and I'm the only one on this podcast with TikTok. But that's yeah, what happens I know. when you take it. I refuse to get TikTok. <laughs> she sends me TikToks all the time. Hey, you, know you, you know what? You know what? At least Gen Z didn't depend on the boomers for jobs because we actually made ours ourselves. What uh, jobs? Excuse me? That's yeah, all I got to say. What jobs? That's what all jobs? I got to say. What well, jobs? The, the, this what is jobs? literally the era of creativity. Gen Zs are making their own money by being creative on their own. Literally. There's so like many of us right now that are place. making money off and? of ourselves. Hundred percent. It's cool. Wait, wait. Hundred percent. Cool. Millennials single-handedly destroyed Applebee. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, if I can put Applebee's on my kill list, I will take that. <laughs> That's all I'm happy with. I was gonna say, Sam, you better be careful throwing shade at millennials because they're you're outnumbered three to one here. Just saying. 
I'm just saying Gen Z is going to take over the world one day. I'm just saying. So, yeah. <laughs> and I feel very sorry. I hope I'm dead by that time because I see I'm very sorry to see them well, that happen. Just remember <laughs> that boomer is a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, on this episode right, of the Northern Critic Podcast, we are reviewing Depression. The... <laughs> we are reviewing you know, the 2015 American Ghanaian war drama film written, co produced, shot, and directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga Beasts of No Nation. Um, it follows a young boy who becomes a child soldier as his country experiences a horrific civil war. It was shot in Ghana, starring Idris Elba, Abraham Attah, Amake uh, Abibriz, Gracie Norti, and David Danto, amongst many others. Um, the film is based on a 2005 novel of the same name by, for, ni for the Nigerians there, Uzodima Iwela. That's how it's pronounced. The book itself being named after Fela, after a Fela Kuti album. So the original book was written by Nigerian based off of his experiences in the Nigerian Civil War and just learning about child soldiers and stuff like that in other countries. Um, and then it became adapted into screenplay by Fukunaga, became a movie. Um, the film was shown in the special presentation section of the 2015 Toronto Film Festival um, and then released on Netflix globally um, at, on October 16th of 2015. Uh, Netflix bought the worldwide distribution rights for around $12 million um, and the film simultaneously released theatrically and online through its subscription video and on-demand service in October. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a current standing score of 92% with 138 reviews. Um, the website's critical consensus reads, Beasts of No Nation finds writer-director Kerry Fukunaga working with a talented cast to offer a sobering, uncompromising, yet still somehow hopeful picture of war's human cost. And with that, dive right in. So the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, 92%. Let's just remember that this is a movie about child soldiers. Mm -hmm. And it is a bad look to say it's not a good movie. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> 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 that's, that's very true. Yeah. Yes. You are a colossal if you say that this movie is bad. Um, fortunately, it is well put together. There is, like, a lot of technical aspects of this movie are really well executed. And I hated it. <laughs> um, now, if you're going to judge art by what it's setting out to do, what's worth doing, that whole spiel, this movie definitely succeeded because it probably wanted to disturb me. It wanted to really get a powerful message across, and it succeeded in that. And it's a message that I already knew existed and really didn't want to subject myself to again and i know that that sounds extremely arrogant and pretentious and like i was gonna say to that sounds part say of that. the problem yeah yeah <laughs> that, that, that's that's part of the issue is mm -hmm. i don't want to experience this because it's so uncomfortable and yet i say that while it's happening mm -hmm. so th there's kind of that dilemma there right um and i 
still didn't change the fact that I really didn't enjoy watching this movie. <laughs> That's fine. You're okay. <laughs> I, I just just throwing that out there. This is this is like a, a particularly painful class that you have to sit through, as opposed to a movie you would go to watch to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. This is not leisure. This is work. This is work that needs to be done. Michael sounds so defeated. <laughs> but I just was like, oh, oh, he's a rapist. That's, why did I expect anything less? Mm-hmm. So that was, to hell with this movie, I feel guys. like this, this really, this movie really came, well, I mean, maybe it felt too real. I feel like that's the best. Well, I mean, part of the issue is that I kind of want a little bit of optimism, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've been gra- I've been gravitating towards really sort of optimistic media lately just because, mm-hmm. uh, fiction, I should say, because the reality of things is that we're in for another four years of hellish democratic politics that are going to lead to a new Trump. And... That's just sort of like a slow, a slow dread that's sitting in the back of my mind. Uh, I was even going to bring and, it home to Canada. Like, literally, uh, Trudeau well, has, like, what, two years left or a year left? Yeah, so. and he's he's just fostering something similar. So I, I got this sort of state of mind where it's like, okay, if I'm going to pay attention to the real world, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing that because that's the responsible thing you do as a citizen. You pay attention to the problems and... There's not much you can do as an individual person, but you try and like sort of form a dialogue that can solve these issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's beside the point. But when I sit down to watch a movie, I want to watch something carefree, right? And this was not that at all. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> this was a movie about child soldiers that have a commanding officer that rapes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a painful sentence. I mean, say, there was so. a bigger picture to this, but. Yes, you you <laughs> it, it you summarized the yeah. It's a very visceral movie, mm-hmm. and it is also extraordinarily well put together, which kind of makes me dislike it even more because it's so effective at conveying that message, mm-hmm. right? Like just the way the first scenes play out, where they're wandering around with their imaginary television, right, or whatever right. they're calling it. Mm-hmm. That is. Those kids were legitimately funny. Yeah. That, that was such a good scene at sort of establishing emotional investment. And then they proceed to just over and over and over until it's just, it's, it, it's a bad end, right? Mm-hmm. There's, I found there's it... no optimism in it. And that's desperately what I want right now. So yeah. it's, yeah. I guess I'll just go since I guess go for it. after you. That, that was a that was a rant and a half. Um, oh yeah, that's okay. Um, with respect to what you said, I would say the kind of on like the way this film ended. I'll start from the way it ended. The way it ended was kind of slightly unsettling because it kind of made the UN look like this this like white knight, which literally just mm. shows up and like saves all these kids from being enlisted as child soldiers. I guess in a way. Um, which There's a in, political message there. Yeah, but like, which in reality though, it's like it takes literally so long for like any form of it, especially when it comes to African issues. The like yeah. the UN, I, I won't say it's specifically designed for issues such as that, like in the Middle East, in Africa, like places that actually really need intervention of the UN. The UN tends not 
to involve itself in. But hey, if well, France if yeah. France needs help building in Notre Dame, the UN is all over that. So well, <laughs> it's, yeah. the the thing about the UN is it it's inherently sort of like a neutral party. It's built to be neutral because there's so many different competing factions, right? Mm-hmm. So the only time it ever acts is when there is something unanimously considered to be evil, like child soldiers. Yeah, but then the concept of child soldiers even by 2015 or 2005 was ongoing for many many years but yeah, again it's... no one everyone just kind of turned a blind eye to it right um yeah. the same thing with the nigerian civil i would say because this film is inspired by the nigerian civil war in which literally the us and england were and the, the us and the uk were playing chess with like one one part of the Nigerian government and then France was playing chess with the other part of the Nigerian government and basically those two factions were proxy well there was a proxy war where it's like literally it's America and the UK teaming up against France but they're fighting each other through African soldiers if that makes sense mm-hmm. and it's so it, this is gonna be a real dumb question when mm-hmm. was the Af- the Nigerian civil war um it was in the during the 1960s I believe um, that's what I thought yeah around the 1960s so that was around reagan's time i think that's when it was yeah Um, there is a case to be made that sort we've sort of been this isn't my thought this is something i'm echoing mm -hmm. that we sort of been in a world war for the past couple decades right yeah because it's just being fought through proxies now Mm -hmm. yeah pretty much um by the way the nigerian civil war was July 6, 1967 to January 15th of 1970. So it lasted three years. Um, hmm. And three years of literally kids just starving to death on a daily basis. Like, I'm, like yeah. the pictures are horrifying. And yeah. that, that was where the whole concept of the starving African child became a thing. Because the UN would use that to try to get funds. Um, but then the funds would serve to the military instead of the actual kids that needed it. It, it was a mess. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this, which is what this movie conveys, right? So this, this movie did such a good job at kind of making you, it it was done in a very, it wasn't done in a, like, oh, you're, you're not in Africa. So we're going to give you like a bird's eye view of things. It's like, no, we're going to give you like a first person view through the eyes of this very normal, like African child that goes through all of this, right? Which Mm -hmm. is, which is a unique, but also bold um i guess route to take because typically what you'd get is if this was like a standard hollywood film you'd probably be witnessing it through the eyes of like the commander or something or like someone who's glorified as like this like jungle like rambo or something right which totally would have overshadowed the message exactly it it would have been a completely different movie Mm -hmm. because you could definitely make a different movie where it's oh this guy's using child soldiers we have to stop him that that would be dumb and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have nearly the same weight mm-hmm. exactly and in the process here you actually find out that the commander himself is literally just a pawn in the hands of the government he works for that also yeah. switch sides by switch sides by the end of it so it's kind of like you, you kind of question why are these wars even fought and it's it's very very true because i think he talks to like whoever his informant from a foreign whatever foreign european country that guy was from and all of a sudden they struck a deal and that changed everything and it just shows you on a whim how easily like decisions and stuff like that could be made and like people forget colonialism it's 
it's it's so hard to it's it's kind of like okay well african americans yes are struggling because they're here but at the same time it's like you literally beat up the continent with a stick and you're like well now we've left you and everything's your problem but like we're still gonna be pulling the strings in the background you know what i mean yeah so it's it's something else um and all of this was mind you uh i don't, I don't know if you guys got this from this movie um but generally maybe it's because i've read the book too uh but this war and this fictional war because this is it's based off of real wars but the actual war itself in this movie is fictional um but it was primarily over resources right so one government wanted to take over so they could import export whatever they wanted and the other other government was like no like the resources that this nation has should be in the hands of the people and that's how that civil war broke out um and then sam that sounds very unplausible it what do you mean I'm being facetious. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. <laughs> I thought this was re- I thought this was based on historical events until like literally just now. Oh, I mean, it's it, it technically <laughs> like, is. I, I, but no, not I thought really, it yeah. actually happened. Oh, is no. what I'm getting at. Right? No, it's a fictional. Like it's a fictional. Okay. Which is why you had the cameo of like the Nigerian soldiers kind of trying to help out, but they were limited to what they could do, right? Because yeah. it, it's it's a different country's crisis kind of thing. Um, so it it was it, it it's weird because this film literally feels real because it is based off of real things yeah. that happened and it's i don't know it's hard to just ex- put that into words they've but, they've abstracted the situation just enough to remove the politics from it right yeah exactly so Perfect. that way if you go in with a predisposition of which side is right you're not looking at it through a really biased lens exactly it, it's just enough to make it neutral to the viewer mm-hmm. exactly which was on, done really yeah. really well right i like even, every yeah even to the tonal shifts in just the filter as well as soon as he becomes like a kind of you know hardened soldier all of a sudden like the the greenery or the leaves around him or like you know they're they're pinkish red now so he kind of sees blood everywhere i had to look that up apparently he would that was like a cocaine like substance was it oh yeah 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 that that's what it was that was that's what it was supposed to be is they were giving these kids like powerful amphetamines Mm -hmm. to kind of make them crazy exactly so it which again probably did happen you know what i mean so it's very no that's totally plausible yeah so it's very very i i don't know it made me feel uncomfortable. i've seen this movie twice each time it makes me feel uncomfortable but at the mm-hmm. same time i feel like i guess maybe not through movies but i feel I, I feel like a spotlight needs to be drawn on these things again need i remind you november of 2020 this was how many months ago 160 some people in Nigeria got shot by their own government. No one did anything. And it was all over social media, but like everyone, I feel like when it comes to Africa, the world in general is just like, ah, that's normal. We're not going to care, you know? And it's like, it's like, well, you caused this. Countries in Africa wouldn't exist without these, again, white people (laughs) cutting it like a piece of cake. Regardless of Honestly. whatever tribe you're from or whatever background or what, like literally they're just like the way we have it. And then you're having two tribes who have probably hated each other since like the Cleopatra era all of a sudden have to share the same country. And just because the white man says they should, you know, so I don't know. I, I, I don't want to uh, be 
dismissive of what you just said, mm -hmm. but I, I want to rather expand and say that it's not just Africa. This exists all over the world, like mm -hmm. these types of situations, or the third world, I should say. Right. Like, obviously, first world countries have their own problems, but mm -hmm. this is... The South America has similar issues, right? Yes. And yeah. it, it, look at the drug war and how that affected things. It's, it's a much wider, wider problem. Mm -hmm. So... Oh yeah, but I'm I'm on, I'm of, I'm just of the anarchist anarchist uh, opinion that Africa needs to we need to chuck all the African countries into the dumpster and just restructure everything ourselves. I just, that's how I feel anyway. Because no problems Can... ever popped up from drawing lines on the map, <laughs> Sam, by people who don't live there. Can yes, Can Uchi, you can go. Yes, pieces. Yes. yes, go. Sorry. So this movie. Absolutely beautifully shot. You know, technique. Oh, that's amazing. The acting is really great, really amazing. The characters are well fleshed out. The plot is really well executed. And I did not enjoy watching this movie at all. This is... Is this thing where someone was like, the, the biggest... I heard that a lot of people face is watching black bodies be mutilated and disturbed on TV, right? And that's kind of like this movie. It's like back in the early 2010s when they used to just continuously make slave movies after slave movies, right? Mm -hmm. There's something about this movie, about watching a child soldier. Child soldiers, it's not weird. Like, we all know they exist. It's an... It's not this hidden phenomenon, right? We all know it's zero, right? But there's just something about this movie where it's just continuously pounding after pounding after pounding. And, like, I think one of the biggest things, like, you guys are like, oh, like, the biggest distractors, you guys are talking about, like, the politics of the movie, the politics of, like, the world, the politics of everything, right? For me, that's not what this movie was about. Because at the end of the day, it all these politics affect real people. This kid grew up in the middle of a civil war. He doesn't know why people are fighting each other. You've got adults telling him, like, they're fighting for this reason or this reason. It doesn't matter to him. All he knows is that his dad was murdered. His brother was murdered. This guy saved him. This guy, quote-unquote, saved him. Didn't save him. He took him in. He knew yeah. that he wasn't saved. He was just turned into a weapon of choice. And he used drugs to numb the pain right and you've got this movie i don't say it's not doing the most it's a painful experience watching this movie it's mm -hmm. it's too real sometimes mm -hmm. it's and, almost so visceral to the point that it feels manipulative um i should also mention just to throw this in there um from what i just read here that the film oh sorry the writer who basically wrote he wrote the screenplay and wrote the book for this um, but this story is actually an adaptation of his thesis at Harvard as well. So he did his research for this film. That's all I wanted to say. But yeah. Yeah, he did his research. Yeah. And like, this one moment in the movie where you keep saying like, oh, it's up to the UN to come save the African child soldiers, right? It wasn't. Because mm -hmm. do you know who the UN was backing? They even had it in the point in the movie when they went into the city and he, he, they met that... Uh, Good blood or good blood, whatever his name was, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, the the politics of this war has changed. The UN is now looking at us to lead the revolution, and the quote unquote rebels are supposed to be 
in their opinion, the good guys, but they're not the good guys. They're out here employing child soldiers to fight the war, right? And no one seems to bat an eye. And, like... Okay, I gotta bring this up. Why Why did the Pia have to be in this movie? Uh, I, Honestly, I I don't know, but I would... I, I, I don't know why. Like, at this point, we've already established that this man has got absolute power over his army. It's shown by the way he interacts with them, the way he trains them. It just felt like that Peter Fear was just like another being like, oh, let's make this even worse, right? Because the, the kid's already suffering a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like it's trying to touch on something else about this, but it does not touch on it as well. And like maybe for me, it's the fact that at the end of the movie, he doesn't get caught, like the way Michael likes to put it. Mm-hmm. He's like they leave him in the jungle, but like we yeah, don't know what happens it, to him. It's kind of implied that he survives, right? He, maybe this... he does. You know, uh, I mean, but then he's not. He's like out. Like he doesn't have his rank anymore, anything like that. So I still feel like he's he's more or less just like just again, like I said, he was a pawn who was just used. Like he's useless now. That that doesn't. We're talking make, about the commander, right? Yeah. 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 That doesn't, doesn't stop him. It doesn't matter if he has a rank or whatever. It's called guerrilla warfare at some point. He doesn't stop him from going to the next village and gathering and a whole again. bunch of okay. like brainwashing I, I children like, and then I feel and like doing again, it again we're blaming cuz that this is what this uh, movie no. this film was trying to do. This film I'm not trying to blame it on him. I'm try- I, my point was like how I felt about the movie, right? The film is not trying to blame it on one single individual. This is a mm-hmm. power structure of the war. This is a story about this kid suffering through the war, right? Mm-hmm. It's his, him going through the power dynamics, experiencing it, and how it's not right, how it's not right, right? I'm saying for me, would it have made me feel better if the commander got it at the end of the movie? 100% yes, but like that's not how... Wars work. That's not how the it would have detracted works. from the movie's theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like this is a hard. It's a hard movie to watch, right? Technically, it's a it's a brilliant movie. It's really well put together. It's very good, right? But still, a very hard and comfortable movie to watch because it's very real. It doesn't hold back, and movies like this do have a place in the world, right? This stuff should be made. People should. It should tell these stories, right? Because these stories have to be told. And I think people should watch these stories, right? But it kind of comes with that disclaimer that this is mm-hmm. going to be a hard yeah. movie to watch. Like, you watch, you walk into this movie being like, yeah, it's about to get real. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I hope you're ready. I do um, want to come back to that point, but I think Pam should go first because yes. it's a sort of a tangent. I, I was going to... Pam, you're going to go right now. Um, I was just going to add to what Idris Alba, who played the character, actually said concerning what you guys are talking about. Where he said the language the commandant uses when he says, you know, I saved your life. Um, Idris Alba says, did he? Did he really? That's an interesting thing. So he's, he's not saying he kidnapped him. He's saying he just saved him. Um, and he's going to make him one of the greatest soldiers in the world or whatever. But so he's basically saying anyone can play the mustache twiddling evil, you know, bad guy. But it's tougher to play someone like this as a human being because you can't just dismiss him. You actually have to confront him as a viewer as well. So that's also part of the art. I, I, I want to say artistic structure where it's like we're going to make him a presence that like even when you see him as an audience, we're going to make you uncomfortable seeing him. 
that that's all I was going to say. But yes, Pam, go. Um, if you have commitment issues, do not sign up to watch this movie. Because this movie is... Enter, you enter a five-year relationship when you sit down and watch this movie. Let's just say that. It's a lot to handle. I mean, I sat down on Sunday after working all day and watched it. Um, did not expect it to be what it was. I mean, it was beautifully produced, visually stunning. Acting was amazing. Um, but like we've all said, it's just bad on top of bad, on top of bad, on top of bad, on top of bad. And I don't want to bring what's going on in the world right now on top of it, but I feel like this was, it was a good movie, but I could not have appreciated it. Could have appreciated it, I think, more if we weren't in a situation where the world is currently in um, because we are dealing with a constant source of bad right now all the time and this just amplified it um and this movie just honestly makes you so uncomfortable um, and like it does a good job and i thought that was like really well done for the producer and the actors to portray in such a way that it makes you uncomfortable um but like i said you have to be prepared you can't just go into this movie blindly because you're in for a shock and like I was, like, back in junior high and high school was, like, the big when more and more information on child soldiers were starting to come to light. We, I was involved with a lot of, like, the, I can't think of what it is, uh, like, school, when schools have, like, political clubs to try and support causes to, uh, basically, like, a school UN, essentially, to try and, like, assist with needs in other countries um so this is like a very real topic to me and another thing i want to bring up is um i worked with a gentleman from west africa at my last job and i can't remember what we had gotten talking about and i cannot remember what country he's from but his he I remember him telling me his wife is scared of thunder whenever it thunders because she grew up in a time when her country was at war. And so she doesn't still can't make the definition, even though they've lived in Canada for 20 plus years, because she grew up in that she can't make that definitive, like, break between whether that is thunder or whether that is bombs or gunfire or what's happening. And it still really upsets her. So like hearing that from someone who like, lived through situations like that, just really and then watching it on screen just made it all the more uncomfortable for me and i feel like everything that i was planning on said has already been said by everyone else and i don't really want to repeat myself so i'll just like add in so when would we start talking about it but yeah and i mean the ending in the movie where we don't know if the commander was dead i mean i feel like for viewer comfort just to kind of bring us back to a sense of things are kind of just a tiny, tiny bit okay, and there's a tiny, tiny bit of optimism, I would have liked confirmation that he was actually dead because now I'm sitting here going, what's stopping him from going to the next village and creating a new rebel army of child soldiers? And But, like, reality, like you guys said, in war, 
that always that happens and that's just the reality of it but so and i mean when you're a child message yeah and if you're but when you're a child and you live through something like that there's no way you can be a normal adult after that like the trauma is so and so big and i mean when you're going through it it's coping mechanisms that help you survive and literally that little kid's mind when his like dad got shot and he was running with his brother it was i need to survive and that was basically from that moment on he was running on that high of i need to survive i need to survive because if i stop doing what i'm doing Things are going to get so much worse. So I'm going to join up here thinking things are going to kind of get better. But it was like two bad sides to the same coin, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I could end up dead if I don't join up with these guys. Or I join up with these guys and get raped and by my commanding officer and have to murder innocent people. Mm-hmm. This is true. So. I-, I would say also, like, let's keep in mind... Because I feel like since I guess everyone's focusing on that aspect of it, even in places like Canada or the U.S., like even in developed countries, I feel like it's very plausible that cases like that are still ongoing even here. You know what I mean? But just not brought to light. Um, Cases like which? Like elaborate, please. Oh, like just basically like a commanding officer taking sexual advantage of a of a like. Oh yeah, it's in the military all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like, which is where I'm like, it being part of this African child's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting it down in any way, but I'm just saying, it should irritate you just as much as it possibly happening to like someone in the army barracks here in winnipeg you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it should I, bother gonna, you the same way this as a I'm, I'm gonna bring this up that i grew up around military mm-hmm. this was a very real part of friends that i had in the military it was very uncomfortable and it's not only it's not just commanding officers it's in between like privates and corporals it's within ranks it's mm-hmm. and like before it was brushed under the rug now it's coming more and more to light that's the thing and you're hearing more and more about it mm-hmm. right heck even in police so precincts it happens it, so. honestly it just it upsets me equally as much when i hear it it's happening in our military as it is happening in a third world country mm-hmm. like that's like it's it's equally as bad like there is no no time when sexual assault sexual harassment or rape is exactly. ever okay mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm just saying that's the stories of like Fort Knox in the States, Fort Campbell. It does happen. We're not just saying, like, oh, it's not this magical item that never happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think what makes it so much worse here is that it's pedophile, it's pedophilia here. Yeah. Well, but I, it's pedophilia there too, but I'm saying even here, like you get people who are like, what, 18 when they get, when they join the military, like nine, like they're, they're technically adults cause they're 18. But like, if you've lived in your mom's basement your entire life and then you're, you go join the military, like and that happens to you, you're still kind of like a kid. You know what I mean? Like it, it again, by, by being a kid, I mean, like, literally, you it, it's like your uni- that's your university, if that makes sense, right? Um, so 
yes, it is bad. It is pedophilia. It did happen in this movie. But I feel like it happened in this movie to draw attention to the wider, like, real world of this happening. Not just in third world countries, but literally everywhere else. And this movie is basically asking the audience to question why this is happening. Predominantly in military, right? Like, why is this a thing in military? That's the question I'm asking. Personally. I see. I didn't. I didn't get that oh. impression that it, the movie was no. sort of asking us to consider why it was happening. It was more of something that, to me, was presented as a fact of this is just bad. This is your situation. Is I feel bad. like it was used yeah. as shock factor a little so bit. That's. I mentioned this earlier with Manucci was talking, but mm-hmm. that's why I say this movie feels manipulative, because it feels mm-hmm. to me like the director, or whoever was in charge of producing it, took every single possible horrific thing that they could come up with and went okay into the box you go right um and that's not to say it doesn't happen because clearly it does but there's uh see i'm i'm give the the audience a a tiny bit of a chance i'm on the opposite spectrum of that because again this is written by someone who researched and studied all of this and probably like literally interviewed like like kids well people who have grown up since then yeah about these events like it did happen to them so i don't think it was like made up or for shock value no i feel like no, it was put in was there because literally they're like these people have testified yes this happened to me yeah. yes we're not you know? saying it was made up or anything we're just saying mm-hmm. like yes we could have they and he could have portrayed the director and writers could have portrayed that fact without having to constantly slam us like you're just feeling like honestly after watching this movie i felt like i had just been bodied like a hundred times over and over and over again that's the it's just i personally right for me i feel like we i I don't know i feel like as viewers for things like this specifically if this was like a made-up like if this was some like a fantasy or whatever like that or something just like literally made up on the spot right that i'd be i'd have a different opinion on this but because See, if this because... was made up on the spot i would be concerned about that writer's mental health to think of things that twisted well, but the yeah, fact exactly. that this happens in real life mm-hmm. um is like i i understand that and it's like it happens and i think we live in a world and in a time where we are being exposed to more and more horrors of the world and i think it's important for movies like this to be made but Sometimes, like, this movie was long. It was an hour, two and a hours and 17 minutes. That was a long time to sit there and just experience the whole level of awful that it was. Like, they could have cut it down in length a little bit and removed just a tiny, tiny little bit of the awful and, and just give, like, give the kid a little bit of hope is what I'm saying. I, it's like, I'm on the opposite end of that, but yeah, I don't know. It just, um, I think it would have made viewing it a little less, like, you're just getting, like, slammed like honestly if this movie was not like you didn't suggest it one i didn't even know it was made um two i don't think this is something that i would have gone out of my way to watch unless i required to watch it for a university course like a a human rights course or something but like the thing is i know stuff like this goes on and i actively try to make the world a better place and do things to stop situations like this from occurring i don't need to be bodied by it in a two and a half hour movie is what i'm I, saying and I, it's I just think, like 
the most galling part to me is that it's like we kind of understand that this stuff happens in the abstract, right? And this movie is really going to make it visceral in your mind. But it doesn't, and I know that the point isn't to either, but it doesn't propose a solution. It doesn't say, this is, we, this is something we can stop. It just goes, this is the way the world is. It's awful. Deal with it. Um, and I think that's what that, bugs me. That it's is like why. they don't offer yeah. a solution. It's not like, it, there, there's no, it, it's very nihilistic is what it is. And that is what I'm sick of in all parts of the world. Like, gotta work on making things better. So, okay, you have, have a child soldier problem. This country has been carved up by abstract political divisions, which the people on the ground really don't care about, like, in terms of this kid, right? What do you do about that? And the movie goes, hmm. See, and uh, Uchi, do you, know you guys were saying about... Chime in? You haven't spoken in a bit. Yeah, I'm gonna chime in and form in my part, right? Oh, okay. Right. Um, do you remember what? Oh no, go ahead. I, I was chiming just in my part. Yeah. Remember, like last, not even last year, the last couple of years. Every single time you turn and you you see another black man being shot, another black woman being shot, you see this, you see that, right? It it gets heavy, it gets depressing, it gets hard to watch, right? It's kind of like. The thing with this movie, the reason maybe why I don't like it, because, like, yes, this stuff does happen. I'm not going to be out here saying, like, oh, this, they shouldn't have put this in the movie, they shouldn't put this in the movie, because that's not representing what this movie is, right? This movie starts getting hard and heavy on the conscious because it starts perpetrating the idea of, of continuous violence against the black body. Because whenever I, when I was watching this movie, right, I'm looking at this child soldier, I'm like, this could be a kid I know, this this little kid looks like my cousin, right? Mm-hmm. And that starts getting hard and heavy, right? Because you look at these people, like the commander, the commander, that's someone's uncle. We, Sam, you know, we all know that one uncle that's a little too fishy, right? Mm-hmm. But someone ever just brushes it off, right? right? And that's kind of like the thing with this movie, especially with like daddy good blood and all that stuff, right? It's kind of like, it gets a bit too real sometimes because sometimes you just have to sit there and swallow pride and just be like, I've accepted, like, these are the harsh realities, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the biggest inconvenience, not the inconvenience, the biggest reality check about this movie is we all have smartphones. I have a Samsung. You have an iPhone. This person has an iPhone. Everyone's got a smartphone, right? Mm-hmm. In that smartphone, there's... What's the name of that material? Whatever it is, right? There are only, there are only a few places in the world that specific metal is found one of them is here in manitoba another one is in congo mm-hmm. congo is out here suffering from has been going through different cycles of civil wars and like violence and like all this stuff right mm-hmm. and we use these devices on a daily basis that right? come from there yeah i was gonna mention and, that too you're right and you start thinking like does my convenience to make the world work depend on these devices like is that all right? Because, like, at the end of the movie, when you got the commander saying there's, like, we're on this empty gold mine, there's no gold, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that someone's going to be out there buying the gold. That's why when they were in the city, you had a line of different investors coming in mm-hmm. to negotiate for the resources. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
the movie did like we want to say like it doesn't matter for like the people on the ground right at the end of the way this movie was about fighting for these resources because these resources would make the few politicians at the top rich mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you're gonna come through ruin everyone's lives right this kid is never going to be okay again right mm-hmm. and all this so that some mans can make a couple million dollars said onto the colonizer or the future colonizer like that country that i'm not going to say but we all know which country it is right mm-hmm. for them to then go make money and said onto us me you who uses this technology every single day mm-hmm. you know and like yeah, it's and- it's a sad reality check and you said that and it makes you question these things right mm-hmm. like do you want to live in this ignorant bliss of not knowing what's going on exactly but if you live in this ignorant bliss are you a better person mm-hmm. and i do think it's actually kind of harmful to have movies like this that are so depressing and nihilistic and don't offer solutions because then they present the ultimatum to someone of do i be aware of this stuff and kind of hate it or do i just shut my brain off and and, and shutting your brain off is it, the worst worse of two things so if you just go and you say hey the situation is irreparable so, and there's nothing I can do about it, so I may as well just check out. But if you have a movie that says, this is what's happening, and if enough people were to do X to stop Y from happening, then the situation on the ground over there would be better. Well, and see... Like, wait, sorry to interrupt you. Like, oh, I think no. a good a movie you can think about is, say, Blood Diamonds. You know? I, it's been a long time since I've watched that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, That's also oh, a very real I movie was... about... I was going to just make mention to even something as recent as like Judas and the Black Messiah cuz in that situation it, there Judas was no the there was Messiah. there was no solution to that either in a way it was just there's but in Judas and the Black there's no there's a kind of like the, the idea of like there's a Judas and the Black Messiah there's a tan, tangible enemy in that movie where you can look at like clearly these are the bad guys right Mm-hmm. Yeah, in and that book. implicit, the FBI is an evil entity, pres- like, lens that the movie puts or gives right. us, it makes it very easy for us to go, okay, so if we dismantle this organization or impede that type of behavior, things will be better. It, it, The mere fact of raising awareness about it sort of feels empowering, where here okay. it, fe- it promotes nihilism. Uh, the movie, as I mentioned, was the movie like Blood Diamonds, right? Because Blood Diamonds is also very real. Like, I'm not going to go into the whole spiel about Blood Diamonds, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, you've got the man from Sierra Leone going to this court or this arbitrary in London and saying, like, hey, these are where your diamonds are coming from. Your diamonds are out here funding wars and expeditions and all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This movie kind of gives you, like, this, like, okay, maybe this is what you can do to change, right? And, like, I'm not going to go into this whole, like, idea of, like, the diamond and the diamond cartel and all that stuff, right? This movie is different in that at the end of the movie, he comes to peace with... Not, he doesn't come to complete peace with what he's done, but he's he's got this, like, maybe optimistic way of looking at life, right? But the Civil War is still going on, and there's kind of this feeling, like, when it's all said and done, that it good, but it's just going to keep you moving on. Mm-hmm. And maybe the reason why I'm so... The main reason why I, I, I accept that these kind of movies have to exist because I don't want the world to live in ignorant bliss. It's kind of like this idea that, especially scenes in like in Africa, right? Because like 
let's not like African countries are also extremely young, right? Some of the youngest countries in Africa are only like 40, 50, 60 years old, right? Mm-hmm. There's this idea like the vine, the circle of violence just keeps happening over and over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And it feels like there's no true purpose to see how this will end. It just like it'll come back and repeat itself, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, the war's ended, but you just know in like five years time, six mm-hmm. years time, it's going to pop off again, right? Well, and yeah. it's kind of like hinted at, at this movie. It's like, this is tag and peace agreement, but like it felt like everyone just kind of knew that no, it's not really a peace agreement. They're just waiting for an excuse to start it all over again. Again, yeah. yeah. And that was my point. To I remember Pam saying earlier, I just didn't want to cut her off because I wanted to let her speak her piece as well. Um, but there is a point where she said something about how like it was too real for this time period, and if they made this movie later on when things had been resolved or whatever. And my no, point, I'm not saying it's too real it was just like right now watching it with what's going on with mm-hmm. just everything made it harder to enjoy for me right like to like to yeah. to basically con- I can't, con- you to can't consume. enjoy this movie but you know to what consume. i'm saying yeah yeah um yeah, yeah i and, should say consume not enjoy yeah and that was my point to I'm both pam and michael to be honest with the whole like it doesn't offer a solution. The problem with it is there. There's literally they've like. I feel like as far as the quote unquote little man in this situation can do, they've tried literally everything, and it's still not working. Right? Yeah. Like literally nothing. The Nigerian civil war. Yeah, people aren't actually walking in the streets with AK forty sevens anymore, but that the 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 scars from that civil war are still hundred percent built into the institutional system of that country which again Mm -hmm. why it's apparently legal for the government to kill 160 people who are protesting just like the normal like imagine during the blm protest last year if trump literally killed 160 people or like the national guard just shot just sprayed in a crowd like that would be very serious happened in a college in california in the 70s Mm -hmm. but like imagine if it happened like now in because this happened in november that's what i'm trying to say literally in november this isn't the 1970s this is 2020 slash 2021 right if if trump or biden ever did that like literally all hell would break loose right but then when it happens in you know somewhere that's considered third world it's kind of like oh well the, it's a dumb problem exactly see like all the global news and everything literally just people dying in yemen the same thing like they just like it's like oh yeah another 360 people died today but in other news uh Kanye yeah, just broke up with Kim, yeah. you know, and it's like I think the big like problem really... is like we get stuck in this twenty-four hour news cycle where it's like everything has to be the latest, you know, the latest news. Everything has to always be replaceable, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's a that's a problem for the twenty-four hour news cycle. It's people people are quick to forget, right? Mm-hmm. I, um, I, 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 see, I I I I just wanna. Oh yeah, I was just I was just gonna finish my thought real quick. Like, and I'm gonna say like yes, like. I do agree it was difficult to watch and all that. But at the same time, I, I'm of the like opposite side of the spectrum where I feel like like you have... I feel like as humans, we have a duty to be aware of things. It's kind of like slavery, right? Like you hear... like I'm, I'm pretty sure... I don't know about like Mike and Pam. Me and Uchi are kind of different. But when you were growing up and you heard terms like slavery being tossed around a lot... I want to bet it wasn't really real to you until you like actually maybe like maybe watch something or read something or or talk to like someone who maybe might have given you like a 
like kind of like a revelation on what like that really meant like because when you hear being thrown around like child soldiers Um, you hear being thrown around a lot it doesn't really register until i don't know something like this happens and you're like oh man that's really bad you know what i mean so i'm just gonna say on the slavery thing Mm -hmm. um i was like on my dad's side of the family were my grandmother came up from the states and my family is originally from the southern state like on way back Mm -hmm. so it was taught to us about it from a very very young age so oh no um, no no what i'm saying is that like it but like again just no offense but like as a white person you it's still i feel like you don't really have a strong connection to it until literally you meet like you, you again view or read or literally just meet there like there is no it's like a weird connection. yeah exactly that's what i'm trying you to have, say it's like what's the best way to put it i i i, I need to crack a joke because it's been like this heavy 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 mm-hmm. sorry white woman it's not your trauma <laughs> it's, well, no it's not it, it's i yeah. have i have like but like I have other generational trauma coming from a Ukrainian <laughs> Scottish Irish background. But I think maybe that's the thing with this movie why it's so hard to watch because like at the end of the day we are African, right? Mm-hmm. This is the trauma that hits a bit too close to home. Mm-hmm. And like and like Uchi mentioned too <laughs> with the whole like again the, the when we make the African uncle joke like we know what we're talking about, right? someone outside of that circle would be like oh like what is that but like again that that part even hit close to home too because again like i would say with uchi something like this movie i feel would just help bring to light okay even back home people need to start calling out people like that on when like on them when they do things like that you know what i mean like there needs to be awareness of it just coming out yeah you, one I thing know. i want to say about our generation i i feel like and this is like both our generations because you know you're a Gen Z. Oh, oh bring up something that's just Pew 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 Um, I think we have definitely got we're less tolerant to stuff like that. And we are like calling out people more and are oh I would say overall trying to bring to light things like this and trying to come up with better solutions than what has been going on for the last 150 whatever how many ever years right but again that is in so. countries that you have the right of free speech or free you, you cannot go out in nigeria and say a politician is a pedophile like that's how you get shot literally yeah. so so that that's what that's ex- essentially what i'm trying to bring to light i was gonna here, say where... i feel like in the states i feel like in the states if you said that you have a very likelihood of being silenced in one way or another well they could probably pay like in the states more most likely you'd get paid off or something silly like I, that i, I would know imagine. one country i know one country where you commit suicide by shot to the back of the head <laughs> exactly i mean that's not funny but it again it's not funny, again, like, like uchi uchi has a point that's what i feel like this movie was trying to say where it, the sense like yes these african countries on paper are supposed to be democratic they're they're not democratic uh they're, they're the really people running around on top they're of yeah they're far the from being democratic like no I was going to say, is it the same way that Russia is supposed to be, what is it, socialism? No, no, it's a, yeah. it's a presidency 
Russia-based system right now. Um, since yeah, Russia, right? Yeah. Russia, so that yeah. that's no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a fully capitalist economy since the USSR collapsed, and it's actually just a dictatorship. Wow, Pam. <laughs> I was gonna say it, wait, it's like wait, they say they're wait, supposed to be wait, wait. Wow, a, not a dictatorship. Is, is what I'm trying to say. Is your age showing? Is Russia still the SSR? <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right. I had textbooks actually in G elementary that had USSR written in it. Still, <laughs> like it was like older textbooks, but still, Wait, I was on that cusp like, of like. Wouldn't Pam like be like the mother Russia kind of person? <laughs> mother Russia. No, because I, because I'm from a Ukrainian background. Yeah, USSR. And you, yeah, I know. The Russians yeah. were horrible to the Ukrainians, so. The Russians are horrible to the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> the Russians are horrible to everyone. No one likes the Russians. Stalling oh, the Russia was problem. Um, no, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, again, like we could just the probably Russians start. Like we, we should start rounding up. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like essentially, my final thoughts on this is: I feel like again, this movie was more or less uh, a an account of real life events that happened to real people come to life. And yes, it might make people uncomfortable, but similar to how they made, I forget what the one was on the um, the uh, illegal sex industry as well. Netflix has one on that too that a lot of people watched and it really brought to life how sex trafficking is really affecting the world. Um, so it just, I find it hypocritical that people would watch that and sympathize with, with you know, sex traffic victims. And then you'd see a movie like this and be like, I, I don't want to see it. I, to me, I find it hugely hypocritical. But that's just me. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, Beast of No Nation, I personally think, personally, I think everyone should see it. Because these people were uncomfortable their entire lives. You can be uncomfortable for two hours. Like, yeah. don't be a baby. That, 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 that's my take on it as well, is mm -hmm. I don't like it, but it's sort of almost necessary viewing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I so mean, that's just that's that's my take on that's my final thing. Not on it. not every single brilliant movie I'm going to like. Let's be honest. There's some mm -hmm. movies that are really good, but I wouldn't like. This is one of those movies. It's extremely good. Everyone should watch it. Everyone should be uncomfortable. If you can be uncomfortable to two hours, it's just yeah. get it over and done with. Mm -hmm. It is the pinnacle of first world problems to talk about watching a movie about bad things that actually happen to real people. Yeah, and say you're uncomfortable. I don't know. I just yeah. I feel like it's almost disrespectful for me. I it, would never it, it say it that. It is. No, it yeah. legitimately does. Have I made it? it? Do I finally have first world problems? <laughs> you do. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I I uh, I won't go there. I've seen this movie twice. May I add? So yeah, so you exactly. So that's all. That's on you. That's your mm -hmm. life decisions. Mm -hmm. Um. And by prefacing that, I'm going to go into my final thoughts. Um, I enjoyed this movie. It, like I said before, have commitment issues. Do not do not freely watch this movie because um, it's a whole lot of commitment. Um, it's beautifully done. Um, I I'm glad I watched it. Did I like it? No, and I think it's just because of. Just, yeah, there. It's was it was good. That's all I'm gonna say. It's like Uchi said, it's an amazing movie, but I just overall don't love it. Yeah, uh, Mike, I think 
Mike and Uchi, you guys are the. I have I have given all yeah, my thoughts on this. Yeah. Okay. So, I think uh, we're all physically exhausted after this podcast. That is it started fair. off on a dark note, and we're going to end <laughs> on something on not much lighter. That is fair. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, for those listening in, again, there is hope. Maybe if we all come together and become aware of these issues, then hope can actually return. But that is left to see. Uh, Listen again next week for a lighthearted episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, Bye. We'll catch you guys later. Bye.